This is the Team Paper Podcast, featuring your hosts, Jesse Warren and Henry Hargitay. Welcome back in another edition of the Team Paper Podcast. I'm Henry Hargitay. My good friend Jesse Warren is out on assignment, not with us today, but she will be back ready to rock and roll next Tuesday. Uh, March Madness is alive and well for the men's basketball tournament, women's basketball tournament. They are surviving, advancing, dancing, and this podcast is surviving and, and dancing as well. And so with that, we're not going to waste any more time here because, like I said, Jesse not with us today. So instead, joining me, Tiari Jennings, how's everything on your end? I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm good, but I'm not as good as, as you Sooners. This is about as good of a start any softball team could possibly imagine. And I know coming off the World Series win last year, you guys obviously had high expectations again for what you were going to do this season. Did any part of you picture it going this well? Um, I don't think so. Um, again, like we're also like really not too worried about it. Um, we're not trying to prove every anything. We're not trying to set these cool records or anything. Uh, I think as a team, we're just trying to find ourselves and um, kind of just work on what we need to work on. How can we be better? Um, and kind of just starts to play out as it goes. But um, we are pretty good right now. But at the end of the day, we just want to be the best in June when it comes down to it. It, you definitely want to be the best in June, but I have to imagine it still feels pretty good to be the best in March and April and uh, really any time of the year. And that's what you guys have been. You guys have not really missed a beat this season up until this series versus Baylor. Obviously, you guys swept them. But I dare I say this was the first time this year that you guys actually were tested. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. All credit to their pitcher, Orm. She threw an amazing game and um, she kept us off balance. And, you know, the whole game we were mentally locked in, but it was a good team win. You can tell that we were fighting. She was bringing it that day. So it was a good win and definitely something that our team needed. Yeah. So you mentioned your team needed it. And this was the cool part that I read. Uh, your coach had some very candid thoughts after the game, talking about how a loss may have actually, you know, helped you guys more than hurting. Where do you stand on that? Because I know there's obviously all the talk in the softball world right now. Oklahoma's undefeated, 30-0, 25 run rules, um, all stuff that I think deserves to be celebrated. But at, at, at any point, do you guys feel like there needs to be an obstacle, there needs to be a loss to, you know, maybe, I don't want to say humble you guys, uh, but give you a different perspective on the season? Um, I know I totally agree with Coach Gasso. I think a loss wouldn't have hurt us in that situation. Um, but I think we set so much high expectations for ourselves that there's some things in each game that we're not happy with and we want to be better and we want to keep grinding it out. So I think um, whether we lose, I mean, it's going to happen. If it's going to happen, whenever we're not too worried about it. Um, but we just know that each game we play that we can be better. So I think we put that pressure on ourselves as a team rather than than other people in the media looking that for us. So I think um, we definitely needed it um, as a team. I completely agree with Coach Gasso that it wouldn't have hurt us, but um, we just want to be better each game. All right, I got to ask now, can you like take your humble hat off for a second and talk about that walk-off home run? Uh, it was just amazing. It was a good experience. Um, I think with two outs and a three, one count, I was just thinking, okay, it's either going to be a pitch that I can drive or they're going to have to face Jossie. So either way, I wasn't too worried about it. Um, but it was just an amazing experience to be in and definitely one of my favorite memories, um, but just rounding around the bases and coming home and celebrating. So it was super cool. How much like, uh, ease does it give you when you're at the plate? 
knowing that sometimes all you have to do is just pass the baton to, to Jocelyn Allen because, you know, batting in front of her most of the time, right? Because you're usually in front of her. I have to imagine that makes your life a little bit easier knowing that she's right behind you. Oh, it takes the pressure off of me 100% because I know before the game, we talk like, okay, what's your game plan? And we kind of just strategize on that. Or like, if I'm not doing so well, she's like, Hey, I got you. I'm right behind you. So I'm with you. So that just helps in all in all. But then just knowing that she's right behind me, it, it makes me not have to put any pressure on myself or do anything. I can just um, trust the person behind me and keep passing the bat. Yeah. The beauty of playing at Oklahoma, I imagine. And so I, I'm going to take you back to about, uh, I want to say it was like beginning of March. I had a very candid conversation with Lindsay Elam, one of your teammates, where, you know, we talked about how the start that you guys are off to is, and back then, I think you guys were only like 10 and 0 or something. Now here we are 30 and 0. And we talked about how, you know, to the outside viewer, to me watching at home on my TV, it looks easy, right? Like we see run rule after run rule after run rule, uh, you know, and even though Baylor was kind of a close series, we still swept them. But yet, it isn't easy. Even though to us it looks easy, we don't see the hours of hard work. We don't see the attention to detail in practice that you guys are focusing on every single day. Can you talk about that for a second? How maybe to us it's just seemingly so easy and we see all these blowouts and these run rules. But to you guys, it's a whole different level of precision and focus. Yeah, um, I think throughout the practice, you know, it's a grind. Coach Gasso is always hard on us, um, but she knows when, you know, to also give us credit in some of those times. So I think, um, and not even anything to do with her, but as a team, our captain, Lindsay Elam, we just have that championship mindset at OU where we want to be better every single time. So, I mean, there's times where we run rule, but we're not happy with our performance. So, I mean, there's always times where we can be better at this pitch count or we can be better. Um, we didn't score enough runs in this situation. We leave too many runners on this time. So I think just, again, the expectations that we set on ourselves, because we know obviously what it takes to win it all at the end. And um, right now, I think that's what we're just trying to get to. Yeah. And another thing I'm going to draw back to that same conversation with her, you know, back, like I said, back then you guys were 10 and no, and she was talking about how you guys were very far from being World Series ready, which to me was like a crazy thing to hear, because like you said, you guys are always in championship mode. It's always a championship mindset at Oklahoma. What does it take to become World Series ready for a group that, you know, seemingly is cruising through the regular season uh, without really any hitches thus far? What does it take for a group like you guys to become World Series ready? Um, for me, I think it's just more living in like that blue collar mentality. Um, you know, we are a very humble group. I mean, we want to stay that way, um, staying within ourselves. Um, but I think they're just tightening it up and cleaning things up um, on the defensive side. Offensively, I think we're not exactly where we want to be right now. Uh, pitching staff is pretty much they're dominating. Um, so I think that we're getting away with a lot of run rules because of them. Um, so I think offensively, we're not exactly where we want to be yet, um, yet we're still doing pretty good. So on the outside world, you see like, oh, what do you mean? What are you talking about? But like inside, we know um, we want to be better in this inning with these runners on base in this situation. So I think just um, continue to focus on that part of the game um, will get us there. Yeah, well said. And bear with me for a second, because I uh, I'm sort of a basketball junkie. And uh, I was reading a book one time about the Golden State Warriors. Um, and I, I thought I learned something very 
insightful, I like to think, about Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Warriors. Uh, and you're a California girl, so yeah, maybe you know a little bit about Steve Kerr. And um, he talked about how all the best teams he had played for and coached were teams that knew what they were and knew what they weren't. And he talked about how the teams that, you know, he coached bad teams who played better because they knew their identity. And he coached really talented teams that played worse because they couldn't figure out what their identity was. What is Oklahoma's identity? Um, I would say that we play with purpose, no matter what we do. I think that um, we know that our identity is not in softball because we are more than that as women, as people, the sport of softball doesn't define who we are. And a lot of us take pride in that with our faith. Um, a lot of us, you see that we're super faithful. Um, so I think just knowing that no matter what we do, we play with purpose, with passion, with intent. And I think no matter what, you'll always see us um, be that on and off the field. So that would I would say that is our identity. Yeah, really well said. And on that note, you know, one of the cool things about the new college athletics landscape is this world of NIL where you guys can express these things in a more free way and, and uh, you know, not have to worry about any NCAA restrictions in terms of, uh, you know, making money off your name, image and likeness. And one of the beautiful things about that is that you get to spread your faith and you get to spread other things that are important to you. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I think it's something that uh, obviously has helped men's sports a lot, but I think the places it could take women's sports are even further uh, because there's been that disadvantage for so long. Is that something you ever think about? Because you're at a place where it's all business, right? Like I'm sure you guys are reminded every day that, hey, we're here for softball. Uh, softball is what brought us here. We're here to be students. We're here to be athletes. We're not here to be business people. But I have to imagine at some point that NIL stuff, uh, you think about it a lot. Yeah, I think it's definitely something on our mind now that we have that opportunity, which I think for women's sports, it's something that um, is really powerful. And I think we can definitely grow off this for sure. Um, so I think um, knowing and having that, it just gives us an opportunity to grow. Um, so I think even as teammates, just to um, use other people's success as one of ours. So, I mean, you know, like with Jocelyn all and how much she's getting with the home run queen. Um, we love that for her. We're like, can it be any happier for her? So I think um, that's all about woman empowerment as well. So I think using that NIL in good ways for sure um, gives that opportunity to use this platform for something and then makes them a little bit of money off of it as well. Yeah. All right. Can we just talk about this for a second then? I know it's sort of, uh, I don't want to say old news because I think it's like, yeah, the Jocelyn Allo home run to break the record is something that will live in softball history forever. Um, but just take me through that moment from your eyes, how special it was to see Jocelyn break that record in her home state. Oh, it was unreal. I've known Jossie since I was probably around 12 years old. So just being on that journey with her um, and, you know, knowing her family for so long, just she deserves it. And it's just what a perfect timing that it was in Hawaii against Hawaii. Like there's nothing you couldn't be more perfect with that. So um, I was tearing up. It was just something that you know, it took the pressure off everyone because now she can beat it by 20 now. So, and she has nothing to worry about. So we all knew it was coming sooner or later, but that moment was just something that I'll never forget. So it was just awesome being there. What was said in the locker room after that game? Did, was there any like special moment, whether it was like a speech from someone from coach or Jossie that, that you'll kind of just remember forever? I just remember her um, being so free 
after that. I know, um, you know, a lot of people were walking her, so she was getting a little frustrated with that and then swinging, maybe just not feeling as comfortable at the plate because we all knew it was going to happen. It was just going to be someone to pitch to her. So I think after she did it, you can just see it in her smile and in her presence that she's free. And after that, she's been smashing it ever since. So I think that's just what I remember, just the look of freedom and all that pressure taken off her shoulders. Yeah. See, it was such a funny thing to me because, you know, now that I'm a softball guy, um, I'm constantly on softball Twitter. And I, I saw how frustrated people were with uh, pitchers not pitching to her. But the funny part to me about that was that, okay, you don't want to pitch to Jocelyn Allo, fine. You're, you still have to pitch to T. You know, you still got to pitch to Jada Coleman. What was that like kind of what felt like an eternity, but realistically like a week or two week period leading up to the record where nobody was pitching to her? What was like the talk in the locker room about how frustrating that was? Um, I would say it was more just like the time is coming, be patient. It was more about patience for her and for us. Um, as much as we want to talk about how frustrating it was, again, she learned a lot of patience in that time. And so did we, because we had to learn how, okay, well, Jossie's automatically going to get first. So what's our next game plan after her? So it's kind of like um, passing the, again, passing the bat mentality, being patient, um, staying within ourselves and not letting um, the outside forces, I guess, um, kind of like, play with our mindset or stuff like that. So just, again, staying within our team, staying within ourselves, um, being patient up to bat, um, and just know that Jossie wasn't going to get anything to pitch from. So we had to take advantage of that and, um, you know, pretty much just score her at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. A couple more, more before I let you get out of here. But the cool thing about a team like you guys uh, that is, like we said, seemingly so dominant during the regular season, um, we've seen this a lot in baseball and even other sports like football. And I think there's an example last year in college softball about a player who you don't really hear about during the regular season, you know, on a really good team. And then they suddenly make an, a, an emergence and a, a splash appearance in the postseason and go on an unforgettable run. I think Kaylee Mudge is a good example of that last season who kind of just showed up in the Women's College World Series and, you know, started breaking records left and right. She wasn't really talked about that much during the regular season. Is there a player on Oklahoma um, who maybe we're not talking about right now that you think could pop off later on in the season? Um, I think the first person that comes to mind is Grace Lyons, um, the shortstop. But I think now, I think she's getting the love that she deserves. Hey, that dinger, those three dingers three last ones. Time. Yeah, so I think now she's starting to make a name for herself. But the second one that I always think of is Riley Boone, right fielder, um, lefty, triple threat. Um, I think that just her presence and her energy and how people like people would just love her if they got to know her but of course on the outside so hard but just from knowing her on the inside just how great of a teammate she is um so I think Riley Boone for sure is just she's going to be super competitive at the plate she's just super hard to get out um but just as a teammate I can't think of anyone better and she's almost like her and Jada are pretty much our package deal of our hype man and our people to bring energy so I always think of Riley Boone as well yeah, I think my favorite part of every Oklahoma game day is the OU Twitter account when uh, when they get Jada coming off the bus. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, listen, if, if Riley pops off at the end of this season, we're uh, bringing this soundbite back and, and posting it all over Twitter. Uh, yeah. Last question before we let you get out of here. But you and I talked about a little bit before the interview started just about how great Marita Hines is and how special it is to play at a place like that in front of all those fans. And 
Um, you know, we are a model of NIL that is driven by the fans. Uh, what's your message to all the great people who come out to all those games to support you guys? Because it truly is uh, a college softball environment unlike any other. Sooner Nation is something that I've never been a part of before. And it's something that I'm so proud to say that I will be a part of for the rest of my life. It's just so awesome. The support they show us um, when the home games is just unreal. I just can't. They're there before we're even there for warmups, like just standing in line already. And they stay after for after our post game and stuff just to get autographs and stand in line. So, I mean, they're for sure very dedicated. And as um, a player, it's just super nice to know that. But even like our away fan bases, when we go play at Kentucky, we had a half all red and half crimson. So I think like just knowing how many Sooner fans that we have not even in the state of Oklahoma is just unreal. Um, and just it's super honored to be a part of and um, Sooner Nations, our family, and just I just can't thank them enough for all the support they show us on and off the field. Yeah, really well said. And and Sooner Nation, if you're listening right now, don't forget you can support uh, TRA and the rest of our teammates and put money directly into their pockets for just ten dollars a month. If you like TRA, go support her because we like her too. Uh, and I lied. I'm actually going to ask one ask one more question. One of my favorite things. Uh, that I see on social media. And I think it was, uh, you know, Alex Storacco, another team paper athlete who posted a picture of her uh, with some little girls after the game signing autographs and they had signs saying they just like, uh, you know, we want to be like Alex when we grow up. And that's just such a cool thing to me to see that because the game for it to grow where we want it to be, it has to start down there also. It has to start at the youth level. And th those young girls need people like you to look up to. And that's one of my favorite things about the sport. Do you ever have like a full circle moment where, you know, you're meeting one of those little girls after the game and signing an autograph and taking a picture where it kind of just hits you and you're like, wow, like that used to be me. And here I am. Oh, absolutely. I think of when I was that age, you know, I was looking up to, you know, Jesse Warren and all those people in them, but in the professional playing AU. So I think um, when I'm looking at them, I just, you just remember like, oh, she was really nice to me. She was really kind. She really signed my ball and talked to me, asked me for my name, asked me how I was. So I think it's more just about signing an autograph, but just talking to them and getting to know them and just creating a little conversation before. So I think, um, it's just super cool. And to see all the pictures that, you know, the fans post on social media, um, it is definitely a full circle moment and I'm thankful for it. And, um, but I'll, it's something that I'll never take for granted. Yeah. Once again, really well said T it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you here. We'll let you get out of here now and get back to it. Thanks so much for stopping by. We love uh, having you and your teammates join us. Oklahoma softball has been an absolute pleasure to work with and get to know sooner nation. Go support this team. They support us, so go support them. We are one big happy family at Team Paper, and Oklahoma is rocking and rolling with us. T, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for checking out the Team Paper podcast. Don't forget to go to teampaper.com and subscribe to support your favorite teams.